So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Welcome in. It is September 8th, believe it or not, already Friday night, 10.09. We're a little bit late. You may notice that only two of the three Musketeers are here right now. Dutch is working through some internet connection activities. He gave us the green light to go ahead and start. He will be joining us here momentarily on the uh, Smack Talk, Smackdown review show uh, here on the Sports Keto Wrestling Facebook page and the Sports Kita by Wrestle Binge or Wrestle Binge by Sports Kita YouTube channel. It never gets any easier saying that SP3, but here we are. It's a Friday night. Appreciate everybody who is tuning into the show. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let's see. I told him to reboot his computer, right? So this is this is where we're at now. Okay. I told him to reboot his computer. See if we can get the internet working. We got Dutch. Dutch hey! You saved my life. <clears throat> I mean, I you know, <laughs> do what I can. I've been having internet problems anyway. I mean, I just gave you the, the generic IT man response of, have you tried turning it off and turning it back on? And here you go. Yeah, sometimes that shit works. See, I use my neighbor's uh, internet uh, connection, and <laughs> he changed he changed the password, the bastard. Mm. That son of a... And now I'm, it messes me up sometimes. I've tried you just to talk can't to trust people but... nowadays. You really no. just can't trust them, you know? <sighs> no. We're glad to have you. You're not pixelated anymore. You're not delayed anymore. We are ready to rock and roll. The Three Musketeers are here on Smack Talk. Thank you guys so much for joining. We appreciate everybody who's in the chat. Ozzy and Josh and Steven and Safet. We see you all. We appreciate you. Uh, interact with the show. Get your comments in questions and concerns if you got any questions for dutch throw them up in the chat we'll try to get to as many of them as possible uh before this 45 minute ish show runs out today uh gentlemen smackdown tonight on the heels of payback in pittsburgh this past weekend which i was at in person thought that was a pretty good show live don't know how it came across on television because i haven't rewatched it yet but regardless tonight a lot of judgment day movement after they won the tag team titles i i don't know where their allegiances lie because they were all over the damn map tonight and i don't think anybody really knows what the hell's going on with them i do know that la night continues to be over as you know what and yeah there's some division on what's going on with jimmy uso right now dutch how are you doing tonight now that uh, your internet connection is fixed and uh what'd you think of the show overall tonight Oh, I, hey, I like that show. I, I really liked it because 
not a lot of the same people. I mean, the same people, but in different conditions. I enjoyed the show. And I'm, I'm thinking about the show as, a, as opposed to AEW. I mean, you cannot match WWE production values at all. I mean, yeah. and I was thinking, what if you were sitting there and some of our friend comes in and sits down and he says, why do you, why do you watch this crap? But if they watch the show, it's a well-produced show and a sharply produced show too. So I'll, I'll hand it to them there because they know exactly what they're doing. I like, uh, they change almost everything. Now they got, uh, and it's still centering around the bloodline, but now they're spreading it out. And I like what Paul Heyman said. Uh, I mean, uh, who said tonight that the, that the bloodline was disintegrating? Oh, uh, who said that they're crumbling? One of Judge the street prophets. Oh, jo- oh, Bobby Lashley. Bobby yeah. Lashley. Bo- Bobby Lashley. So they did a call back to that, and that was good. So it's not like they're out there talking about something else. They're talking about what they're going to do now and in the future. So I really like the show tonight. Well-produced. Well and well executed. SP3, I'll say this much for the show. It was refreshing to see Judgment Day mixing it up with some new folks uh, because it has been a heavy dose of Sammy and KO and Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins or some combination of those four uh, since Mania, pretty much uh, at this point. And uh, yeah, ever since Edge left the picture, as far as Judgment Day is concerned, it's been they're outside of what Rhea and Dom are doing, but for the most part, as them as a collective unit, it's been those four and those four only. It was nice to see them in there with the Brawling Brutes tonight. It was nice to see that, that stare down with uh, Lashley and the Street Profits. And then at the end of the, the show, they're, they're like offering up AJ Styles as a sacrifice to the bloodline, which I'm like, y'all talk about them crumbling and y'all are going to take over, but now you're pairing up with it's interesting there's there's a lot of different ways they could go with it but hey they're mixing it up with different people that was refreshing i enjoyed that tonight yeah the final moment it made me you know more intrigued than confused i was a little bit of both i'll be honest because uh, they did yeah. say that old promo where they said they're taking over and then they gave the sacrifice of aj styles to the bloodline at the end i think um i'll be honest though the bloodline stuff it's 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 jumped the shark it's jumped the shark for mm. me it's jumped the shark for me i'm just not i'm not into it jimmy uso trying to get back into the bloodline just feels like we're rehashing something from t- 2021 so that part of it when it was focused on the judgment day the show was really good when it was focused on la night the show was really good the the uh opening women's tag team matchup was really good the wrestling overall on this show was really good between uh, Judgment Day's tag team matchup with the Brawling Brutes and the AJ Styles Jimmy Uso matchup, but the main story just seems like it needs something. It just needs it needs something to turn it around again. Like it's just not where it once was. I, I know there are a lot of people who feel the same way about the the Jimmy Uso story, and as soon as you know we get Dutch. Uh, back into the fold here. I guess his internet dropped off again. Uh, his his neighbors really got to like upgrade to like spectrum or something. Him, they, they got them just terrible right now. But uh, as soon as we get Dutch back, I want to get his thoughts on it. I don't think the story, and this is something I brought up uh, on another channel this week. I don't think the story is as I, I think it's actually kind of rather simple. But I'm 
I might be reading into things wrong because I, I tend to do that uh, from time to time. Uh, going into the chat here, uh, Clinton wants to know when Lib Morgan will be back. I don't know, honestly. Um, there were reports. I believe she was backstage at Raw this week. Don't know if she's going to be coming back uh, into action anytime soon. I would imagine, though, and this is just me being you know speculative here, which is irresponsible of me, but... They brought her back after a shoulder injury, and then she almost immediately re-injured it. I have a feeling they're not going – they're going to take their time with bringing Liv Morgan back once they feel that she is fully recuperated and, and she is ready to uh, rock and roll. Uh, let's see. Uh, Stephen Chambers saying SmackDown was better than the Dynamite this week. You are out of your damn mind if you think that SmackDown was better than Dynamite this week. Nah. It was nah. not. I'm sorry, St- Stephen. I love you. I appreciate you always joining us here. But he, he does not love you, Stephen. Dynamite. He's told, had, he's told me the same thing. Watch him. Dynamite lived up to its name. That show was fire this week. There was, I mean, between Tony and Ricky and like everything that's going, like the character work and the story work in AEW is really starting to take a step forward here. I love Dynamite this week. See, I don't get into the tribalism of what WWE show was better than what AEW show. What I will say is that our good friends, Dr. Chris Featherstone and uh, Vince Russo, are reviewing the better WWE show right now. I'm sorry. Ever since Gunther went to Raw, that's been the better show. And congratulations. I will, I will agree there because Gunther's the man. He was. It was like I like I was thinking about it today watching the show. I was like, you know, SmackDown was really good when it was just focused on Sammy and the bloodline and Gunther having great matches. It was really good. This is this is uh, this is good. This is but I was like feeling I was like, this is a good show. This is like a seven out of ten type of show. But this feels like this is as good as it's going to get right now because you don't have Gunther and the bloodline needs something to turn the corner after the mistake of SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, congratulations to Gunther, by the way. Now officially the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. I mean, that's nuts, man. That record was up there almost as long as I have been alive since August of 1988, 35 years. That is absolutely insane uh, that Honky Tonk Man had that record that long. And I don't know if Gunther's reign is going to end anytime soon, but I kind of hope after what we saw this past Monday that Chad Gable eventually is the guy uh, who takes that title off of him. Ozzy asking, why is Bianca out? Uh, Homegirls earned a damn break, Ozzy. Like, it's it's storyline injury. They attacked her, storyline. But she has been going... 24-7, 365 for this company for well over two years now. And that goes beyond uh, pay-per-view appearances, title reigns, TV shows. She has been at every community event. She has been at every press junket. Anything and everything that WWE has slapped their logo on, Bianca Belair has been there as a representative. Girl just needs some time off. Like, if anybody's earned a vacation in WWE at this point, is Bianca Belair. So hopefully she's resting up and she'll be good to go and rejuvenated when she comes back. Uh, Maribel S. Did you, wait a minute, did you say you want Chad Gable to beat Gunther? Yes. That's what I thought you said. You, you ain't watching Raw. Mind. You ain't watching Raw. I it don't matter. It, it, it don't matter. It don't matter. He needs some. I don't mind him getting beat, but I think Chad... It might last a week or two weeks, but I think that would hurt Gunther more than it would help Chad because all Gunther has to do, he needs to come back 
and take that title back. Believe me. You need to start watching Raw. Mirabel you know, S. Hey, it, that was, I think that was an insult, Sid. I think Man, you no, I, that was a, that was yeah, a you little did. bit of a slight. I'm, yes, I'm it was. Saying, if you had watched these chat, this, this, oh, they had it, they had Matt Gable they, and Gunther over the last several weeks. Believe me, you would not be painting and, Chad so, Gable so, as a oh, negative I'm, in Gunther's I, I, last I'm, call. I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. But I think that Chad, to take it, I mean, I think Chad, a, a baby face is always over better chasing than getting. See you know what I mean? So I'm sure. just following old, re old booking psychology. So when he gets it, okay, now he's, he's got it. See, people will come to see the baby face win. They won't come to see him lose. Look, I'm not saying so, that Chad's going to have it forever, but, I mean, you could you could take it off of him really quickly for another heel who's ready to come up. You could. And, and something in the mid-card mid because eventually Gunther's got to drop that title because Gunther is tailor-made world heavyweight champion. Like, he's going to have a reign for a really long time coming up here soon. Like, he's got to drop that belt before WrestleMania season, in my opinion. He could drop it if they have something for him to go to immediately. Like the world's title. Like winning yeah, the I, think, I think that I, should be. I think he should lose the world, the, the Intercontinental Championship by like the end of the year. And then he should be probably be in the running to either win like Royal Rumble or Elimination Chamber to go on to WrestleMania and beat Seth Rollins or whoever is the world heavyweight champion at that time. Because he's already, he made the, the NXT UK championship. Yep. And was the longest reigning champion of the modern era at that time. Then he restores the Intercontinental title, becomes the longest reigning all-time champion. And you have this world championship that you want to be seen as prestigious, that you want to be seen on the same level as Roman's title. And regardless of what Seth Rollins does, I'm sorry, they haven't accomplished that quite yet. I think Gunther is the guy that could get there. And who predicted it first? I love that guy. Fearless leader. Uh, getting to our main topic tonight, uh, Mirabel S. bringing it up in the chat a few minutes ago. Um, look, the guy, the guy's everywhere. And until, and this will probably be the last, hopefully this is like the last time we bring him up until he pops up on TV somewhere, right? Whether it's Impact Wrestling, which apparently is an option, it's on the table. Uh, whether it's back in AEW at some point, or whether he does show up back in WWE, but there are some fans who want to see Punk back in WWE. I'm sure there are some people, Dutch, in the locker room who want to see CM Punk back in WWE. And I'm sure equally there are a bunch of people who don't want to see him back in WWE, fans and talent alike. Would you, Dutch Mantel, following yes, his yes. release from AEW, yes. knowing everything that went on, both backstage altercations and how difficult the man can be to work with, knowing how it might upset the apple cart that is the WWE locker room, would you like to see CM Punk return to WWE at some point now that he is officially a free agent? Yes, I would. You know, who might have the last laugh in all this? It's Punk. Because Punk caused a scene. I think he did it uh, voluntarily. I think he did it on purpose. I think he wanted to get fired. And that was something they couldn't overlook. 
and it's given him just about enough time because how long ago did we see him at that WWE taping? Were they in Chicago? He was out in the parking lot. That, that looked like January. a set. That looked like a setup deal from the beginning. All of a sudden, he's out in the parking lot, and a fan catches him on video. Oh, what is this? Then he didn't say anything about it. I think if he come out on WWE right now, the 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 business would just e explode. That he would come out there, and now he can be the big asshole uh cm punk and be instantly over so i think that's that's what we're going to see i think he did it on purpose now that i, I run it back in my head to any anybody buying this with me or no uh it's interesting I think he knew exactly he knew exactly what he's going to do because it's going to benefit him much more than staying with aew and i don't think he wants a booker's job anyway Booker's job, you got to worry about everybody else's stuff. CM Punk, he just wants to worry about his stuff. And I, I, I think that we're going to see him in WWE within, I'm going to say, three to four months. Well, we got people in the chat who are saying Survivor Series, which is in Chicago. Uh, the interesting thing here is, uh, you know, we don't really know. Now, he was terminated with cause, which... That's good. They can't, they can't sue him now. Yeah, which typically means, you know, <laughs> hey, we ain't going to pay you contractual That's obligations. Good. Maybe he has maybe he has like a 30-day, 90-day somewhat non-compete. Who knows? Maybe he's free right now. Um, again, there was a report today that he could show up on Impact tomorrow, apparently. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's fully free. Who knows? But, Dutch, it's interesting that you say that because you and I rarely are on the same page. Rarely. SP3 can back me up on this because I've said this multiple times over the last couple of weeks. I'm 100% with you. The way this man has acted, <laughs> he wanted to get fired. Like, no shit. The, the, like, there is no way on earth yeah. that any man <laughs> in his right mind, um, like three minutes before he is about to have the biggest match of his career in front of the biggest crowd of his career, 80,000 plus, is going to get involved in a backstage altercation with some 26-year-old who just competed on the pre-show <laughs> over some bullshit, over some trivial BS, and this guy is going to put him in a chokehold before he's supposed to go have a match with Samoa <laughs> Joe and then lunge at his boss? Why? Yeah. Why then? Why? You couldn't have handled that later? Like, have a civil conversation with the guy later if you're going to get up. Like, I know CM Punk, and I respect CM Punk, and I admire CM Punk for always being there to, like, fight for himself and, you know, always, you know, fight for what he believes is right, especially in his own life. But pick your battles, pick your time. Like, some of the stuff that we keep getting reported, and, reported about. And he did. I did not want to be there. There's no way this man wanted to be there, SP3. I mean, are you on Conspiracy Theory Island with me and Dust right now? Or, uh, you know, what what are you thinking is going on? I mean, I, I, of course, there is there is a part of me that believes that CM Punk did not want to be there. All I will say about this whole entire CM Punk situation is I hope this man gets help. <laughs> I, honestly, yeah. that's the, I, don't, I don't think the wrestling business is the best place for him. Do I foresee him being back in WWE this year? No, 
that's not how this timeline works, guys. You have to realize the pattern here. CM Punk does this all the time. ROH. He left the company on good terms, pretty much. He waited a few months, shows up in WWE. Then, you know, he's in WWE. He leaves. He left for nine. He went, what? He left for seven, eight years yeah. that time? Like, come on. Like, but what comes after that? What comes after the last time he left a, a major company? The podcast. We got to get a podcast before he shows up anywhere. He can't sign with WWE and do that podcast. No, 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 no. He can't give the same type of podcast he will give on an, under a WWE contract that he will do now that he is not under any contract with a major promotion. So he's got to do the podcast first, then he shows up in WWE. Of course, the most likely scenario is him showing up in Chicago at Survivor Series. I think it's when. When likely. is that? That's when in is November. That? November. That's in November. That's but it. That's where I, he's. That's where he's showing up. I think he shows up at the Royal Rumble. I think he shows up at the Royal Rumble, and they just go ahead with whatever was discussed when he was when he was you know, suspended from AEW. And he goes in the Royal Rumble, and whoever eliminates him, he works a program with them at WrestleMania, and it's top bill. And it might be the main event of night one of WrestleMania. So sorry, fans of women's wrestling. I'm a fan of women's wrestling, but I'm sorry. We're going to get Roman on night two and CM Punk on night one of WrestleMania. I think that I think that WWE Unless WWE Punk fights Roman. Unless it's Punk and Roman. Like, it's be Punk and Roman. Roman. I mean, then, then, then it's sorry, Cody Rhodes. You gotta finish your story some other way. You gotta learn a different language to finish your story. But I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if CM Punk, uh, the best place for him is professional wrestling. And yeah, it does seem like oh, he, has that, either, he has me. either issues or he was purposely trying to get fired. Whichever way it is. Yeah, I don't know if it's that wrestling is the best place for him because he this is the same place WWE that he said made him sick before. So yeah. you tell oh, they me say he's, gonna, he's gonna be perfectly fine. No, that's why that's why if I'm ne WWE, never. I'm not having him come back in Survivor Series. This this thing might help crash and burn before we get to WrestleMania. You bring him back at the Royal Rumble. Never say no. You only, make, you only make him show up twice before WrestleMania. So never say no applies to wrestlers. And it also applies to promotions. Sure. I've heard them say that. Well, oh, I'll no, we'll no, never no. use I, him I, again. And he'll, 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 I swear, if they need him, which he, he would tremendously help. I mean, they're in good shape right now, but he would really, really help. Look. And the reason I think he pitched that bitch right there, right before he went out, because he knew it, it would hit all the news sources. It would hit all the podcasts, all the damn Dave Meltzer's and Alvarez and all this. Oh, we started to fight. And, uh, but what I was really concerned about, Tony Khan going out there in Chicago and announcing he wasn't there and said he's never been scared for his life anymore. I went, what the hell? Where did? Well, I knew he grew up. He, he was a dad had a billion dollars, so I guess you can be protected. But... And that just added to it because now has Punk come out with any kind of a statement? No, he hasn't, has he? He's been no. quiet. He's been eerily quiet. Um, right, because... Now, because Sports Illustrated just, said that he was preparing a response, and it may or may not be explosive, but 
And I trust Justin Barrasso, who reported that. But, uh, yeah, no, we haven't heard anything from him yet. Unless he's trying to figure out what he can legally say because that man has signed a lot of of, uh, of paperwork with, with AEW. So I'm sure there's some legal things that he's he's combing through at the moment. Uh, go my ahead real quick. Yep. My percentage I'm going to put on it right now is 75%. How I came to that equation is that if this was Vince McMahon 100% in charge, he was doing everything like he was a year and a half ago, 100% CM Punk is back. Because this is Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon yeah. brought back Bret Hart, Ultimate Warrior, all these people. He don't care what anyone says. CM Punk is coming back because CM Punk going to bring him money. He knows this. Yeah, With no, Triple H, no. I, think it, I think that it's more of a 50-50. That's why but, 150 but divided by two, you come up to 75 because Triple H will listen more to the guys back there. And there is a lot of different guys that don't want to have CM Punk back there, regardless of if they're friends with the Young Bucks, they have their previous, their previous, you know, uh, experiences with CM Punk. There are just a lot of people back there, despite what happened with him showing up backstage. But, we've but, we've been, it's but, been confirmed. But, 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 that wasn't, that wasn't planned. He wasn't welcome with open arms or anything like that. But here's the he thing. He's not going to be welcome with open arms anywhere, but he would draw money. But here's the thing. This time next week, whose call is it? Endeavor deal is going through on Tuesday, according to reports. So is Maybe it they're waiting for that. Is it Triple H's call? Is it going to be Nick Khan's call? Is it going to be somebody else above an Endeavor? Like, we don't know who's going to be making the hiring decisions this time next week. So everything is up in the air. What if Fox comes at WWE and says, oh, hey, uh, you want us to pay money and re-up for uh, a TV rights deal? We want CM Punk on this damn show, and we'll pony up the dough to do that. All of this is up in the air. So Fox could come at them with that big-ass Fox money that they got. And, yeah, we're going to end up with CM Punk on SmackDown if it is Nick Khan's call if it, or if it's somebody else's above him. Dana White's call, Chris? I don't know. None of us know how this structure is going to work once this deal goes through. So uh, my my belief would be, right, like WWE is under its own umbrella. UFC is under its own umbrella. They handle their own hiring decisions. but. I don't know what the trickle down is going to be of that because I work at iHeartMedia, but I mean, it ain't it ain't Bob and Rich, the guys who own the company, who do the uh, the hiring for 700 WLW. So I don't know what the structure is going to be, and none of us do, or how that's going to hinder anything. But going back to CM Punk and the Royal Rumble here, real quick, SP3, because you you mentioned that, and I I remember a, an interview that CM Punk did about whether or not he would go back to WWE, and he kind of thought about what that would look like and he painted the exact scenario of him showing up being a surprise entered in the royal rumble and maybe he would you know win it and he would go on to wrestlemania and he called it boring and formulaic and then we find out last or whatever 2022 end of 2022 2023 when he wanted to come back to wwe his big idea was to show back up at the freaking Royal Rumble, get tossed out, and have a match with Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. That was his big idea, which was boring, generic, and formulaic just a year or so beforehand. And now we're talking about him coming back at the Royal Rumble this year, which, according to CM Punk, would be boring and, and formulaic. I, I just find all that very, very interesting. Like, I'm just, I'm just going off of what the man said and then what the reports ended up being. 
and what might actually well, happen. If you go by what wrestlers say when they leave places, nobody could work anywhere because I've, I've heard. Now this is back in the old days. One guy, one booker would fire a guy. He said, "That son of a bitch. I'll never use him again in my life. Screw him. Go to hell. I'm, I'm done with him." And the other the guy that quit or got fired, he's the wrestler says, "Screw them. Screw that bastard." I will never work there again. About six months later or eight months later, the wrestler's sitting there and he ain't making no money. And he said, you know, let call up there. Ching, 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 ching. Hello. Hey, Bill. Oh, is this Jim? The booker now. Now, oh, yeah, what are you doing? Man, I was just thinking about you. And then the guy said, well, I'm thinking about coming in. God, I tell you what, perfect timing. I can use you. When can you start that time that's how it works they don't they only want them when they need them time and light bank accounts heal all wounds all right like that's just that's just where we're at right now now cm punk's made a lot of money in his oh yeah i don't know if he needs i don't i don't know if he needs but i think i think it's i think it's it's not about the money with cm punk it is cm punk is very very spiteful ladies and gentlemen i would be honest right now because i'm the perfect person to have on here i'm a balanced opinion i think that cm punk wait a minute the I don't, talkers i don't like greatest talkers of all time i think that he is one of the greatest in-ring performers that's been in wwe his time <laughs> at top i think was one of the best at, for a main eventer especially at that time and really kind of set the pathway for a lot of the independent stars like seth rollins john moxley all of those guys that became prominent in wwe he was a trendsetter he's a trailblazer and what he did for aew in a year and a half maybe 12 months with all the injuries is yeah. probably up there with anyone in the 20 in the 2020s as far as this decade already he's right up there with the best of the best all of that saying i think that cm punk is also the most thin-skinned uh spiteful <laughs> individual that has ever been a top guy in professional wrestling history I think that I think that a guy and, that could stay up there and be in the ring and stand stand face to face with Dwayne the Rock Johnson and say your arms are too short to box with God, and then he is flexed and and wants to fight Dolph Ziggler's little brother over a tweet and Dylan McKay from nine hundred two one zero, his son, he wants to fight him because he quoted Justin Timberlake. If, if you told me this in 2013, I would just say, <laughs> damn, what a hey, fall from grace. And you would like, Sid, you would like to see somebody kick his ass with you. No. So his stuff I'm worked on you. I said, all, I said all that stuff before that because I like CM Punk. I was going to say, look. I want him to get home. Oh, okay. I, I, I think professional wrestling, on screen anyway, is better and healthier when CM Punk is involved. And I would like to see CM Punk actually go out and end his career on a positive note. I'll say this much if I'm WWE, though. I ain't waiting to the Royal Rumble. I am bringing his ass in as soon as I possibly can and strike while the iron is hot. That's like, yep, I would do that. Yep. The longer you wait, the cooler he gets and the less people care unless there's another report or something else pops up that fires people back up. I think the longer you wait, I strike why the iron's hot. Personally, I think survivor series is the latest I'm bringing him in. 
latest. And I'm wanting it, and I don't want it leaked. I don't. I want it to be a massive fucking surprise. I want everybody. I want everybody from Sean. It's Ross not going to be a massive surprise in Chicago. That's what everybody. That's what everybody. You're not. You're not. That's why I'm saying. Do, that's why I'm that saying the, the latest. The latest you do it is Survivor Series. If you can legally bring him in, you do it before then. You shock the hell out of everybody. He's come I, back I, a million times in Chicago. Who gives a crap? Who cares? Yeah, who does who care? Cares? Yeah. I don't care if CM Punk comes back in Chicago. I don't care about Chicago. We've seen it 14 <laughs> times in the last year and a half already. Bring him back someplace else. Who cares about Chicago, SP3? <laughs> <laughs> He's speechless. I'm not Hell, speechless. I'm, speechless. I'm, I'm just, I'm just letting him. I'm just letting him go because I'm not from Chicago. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I, 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 I don't care that much. But if you have a pay per view in Chicago, you're gonna bring him back at Fastlane. You're gonna bring okay, him back on a random, a random Raw in so, in Tuscalo. What the hell so are you doing? So you're thinking, Sid, that it's not a good thing to bring bring him back to WWE. Yes or no? Is it a good for thing whom? or no? For whom? For, for whom? For WWE to bring back CM For WWE, Punk. it is. For WWE, oh, okay. it is. Yeah. He's saying and for Punk personally, he doesn't know if it's necessarily the best move. But you're for saying WWE. he's he has issues. Clearly. It, it, it's, it, I am going on what we have learned. Yes, what we, I what agree. What is being reported. I don't and know him personally. I don't know him personally to diagnose him. But from that's, all that we do, you do you yes. want to? You guys, guys, I, I have, I have, I did some research. Okay, you, you guys, you guys are forcing my hand here. I have a, I have, I have a diary of everything that went down between CM Punk and AEW in the last, basically, the last year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you guys I've, read, I've read the list. But yeah, go ahead. We're listening. <laughs> He, he says, I have a list. I have a list, and then he stops talking. Okay. No, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I have it here. Can, bar. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's just the same thing over and over again of, of the, but basically it's uh, the whole Hangman Adam Page. Uh, he says, says the live, the live incident. Then you have the whole brawl out, him verbally, verbally and physically abusing management. You had the whole Ryan Nemeth uh, saga. You had the whole Jack Perry saga. You have him banning the talent relations, head of talent relations, Christopher Daniels, from Collision. Banning Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy from Collision. You have uh, him getting uh, Ace Steel hired back with back pay. Uh, <laughs> for him to get him, fired again. For him to get fired again because he also got released this week after all of that. Uh <laughs> You have the whole, you have the whole, yeah, all all in incident, and basically him leaking the information that he wasn't he wasn't picked up from the airport, despite no one from AEW being picked up from the airport. Well, I just I just gave you the shorter version. I was going to say the, spark notes. the other big one was him actually like going out into the middle of the ring on live television to call out Hangman Adam Page and call yes. him a coward, even though there was never any plans for them to have a continued program. So this is a guy that I don't think you can trust with a microphone in his hand. You can't trust his durability given his his recent injury history. And you can't trust that this man ain't going to blow up backstage. But all yeah. of that said, 
if you're WWE. Yeah, you, you bring his ass back in immediately. Of course. Immediately. Of course. Immediately. But that's why you He's don't bring him back at Survivor Series. You telling me you expect CM Punk to get from November to April after this past <laughs> year and a half? I'm sorry. No. No. We, we signed him in November. We have that meeting and we sit down with him and we get him on the dollar dime. But he's coming back at the Royal Rumble. Oh, we gotta get we're gonna have a Royal Rumble. He can show up at Elimination Chamber and then WrestleMania. Three shows. Boom. Now I would sign they have they have to be leaking something about him joining WWE because that is great for their business. Because That's the fans I, are gonna sit back and say when. When maybe, maybe, and that viewership is going to go up because the guys, you know, he does have issues, but that's his gimmick now. Because you don't know, he's a he's a he's a friggin' nutcase, so he may go nuts at any time. So people want to be there when he when he finally does blow it. Hey, so look, we'll know it's this coming. Be a good thing for for Vince for Vince McMahon to come out and see him Punk just choke his ass out. <laughs> <laughs> look, if they change the name of the pay-per-view to Survivor Series, save the last dance. Look, we know something's up. All right. So, you know, it's it's coming uh, sooner rather than later. So we'll, we'll see what happens. All right. Let's dive into what actually happened on the show tonight. Uh, we open up SmackDown with Charlotte and Shotzi versus Damage Control. Get you got 10 minutes. Yeah. Props to the Boston crowd. They were hot for this one from the get-go. Uh, solid, really fun bout. Shotzi gets another win here over Bailey because SP3 Asuka returns, causes the distraction, uh, allowing Shotzi to get the W over Bailey. And then we get the Asuka EO Sky standoff to set up uh, what we believed at that point to be the next title program. And then we found out later on after Asuka cut a promo, and then EO Sky said, Bet, let's go. I ain't afraid of you. I'm re I'm ready for Asuka. Let's do this thing. She issued the challenge, and now we're going to get this match in two weeks. Um, I'd like to see this match at Fastlane, personally, but whatever. Two weeks on SmackDown? Hey, I'll, I'll take it. We're getting Asuka and EO. I, I can't really complain, SB3. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I think that it's going to be a very good matchup in two weeks, and maybe that parlays into, you know, getting us a pay-per-view matchup because WWE loves to do the matchup on TV to set up the match on pay-per-view, but as of late, they've been do say if they have a title match on, on TV, the rematch is usually going to be on TV, as we saw with Gunther and Gable. But I think that is I think that is smart to kind of position EO with Asuka. She's someone with enough name that I think EO can beat and move on from. It gives her more credibility as a champion. But I hope that they give them a little bit more and at least give them the pay-per-view matchup. Now, Steven's saying two weeks, EO versus Asuka. Might we see Kyrie Sane return? Um, look, now, she, she reportedly she has agreed to terms to come back to WWE, but I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, SP3, she has dates that she's obligated to do through October. Is that correct? Yes. She said that she's going on, I well, through this month, basically, through September. Okay. Uh, so after this month, she's going to go on inde an indefinite hiatus, and she's supposed to return to the company in November. But, you know, she could just show up on a random episode of SmackDown because we're just bringing everybody back in Tucelo, Mississippi. 
Hey, if it sets up a triple threat match, oh my god, a triple threat match for the women's title at freaking fast lane, I'll sign me the hell up. But uh, Dutch, to show up and to show up in Tupelo, Mississippi, oh my god, that's enough on its own. Wait a minute, you're frozen, guys. Hey, I'll be back. Where's Rosie? I look you you both were starting to to futz around and it made me think maybe I'm I it was my issue so I don't know am I good like every, well, I don't know I don't know you guys look fine to me I was fine I don't know <laughs> I, I don't know anywho well we'll let Dutch come back in he'll be he'll be back in in a few moments but uh I did like this match tonight I like that there's even though like each one of them is a little bit of BS involved in it um I'm 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 happy they're giving Shotzi some wins. Like there's actually finally some movement with Shotzi and I think her performance, she seems more comfortable uh, out there now. Like she feels like she's allowed to be herself uh, out there. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the fact. That oh, what happened? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was me for a second because I see that uh, Dutch here is frozen. So is everybody confirmed that Dutch is frozen and Rick is uh, gone? Uh, everybody, or is it just me? I don't know. But yes, I think that uh, Shotzi, they're positioning her for a title opportunity at EO Sky uh, coming up. I think that that's the reason why she's been getting so many wins against Bailey. Oh, all of my screen is showing. I don't like all of this to be showing, but it's okay. I'm here alone. I'm holding down the ship. Don't worry. Dutch and Rick will be back with us. But yeah, I think they're positioning the women's division quite well right now. And uh, yes, John Clark. Thank you. Thank you, John Clark and uh, Steven for, yes, <laughs> for confirming that this, they are frozen. They are the ones that are frozen. And now it's just me here. And I saw, oh, damn, I thought Dutch was coming back. But yeah, Dutch, is, Dutch will be back with us. Rick will be back with us. But two weeks time, we got EO Sky versus Asuka for the WWE Women's Championship. Uh, they also seem to be positioning Shotzi as a winner. I don't know what they're doing with Charlotte Flair at this point. It seems like Charlotte's kind of just a third ancillary uh, part of this whole feud going on, whether it's Shotzi versus Bailey or now Asuka going after EO. Maybe we get EO and, and Charlotte after the Asuka matchup. Maybe that's the pay-per-view match. Hey, I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't even have notes on this show because I was really relying on uh, Rick to guide us through this show. But I do know that the, at this point, they did have the backstage uh, segment with Paul Heyman talking to Jimmy Uso, saying that uh, basically that Jimmy Uso has to take care of AJ Styles tonight while he'll take care of Jimmy Uso business. Meanwhile, uh, then he pulled up Paul Heyman on, on AJ Styles, basically provoked him and got him to lay hands on him, which led to Jimmy Uso attacking AJ Styles from behind, beating him down throwing him over a cart uh, backstage. This basically set up later in the night, AJ Styles pulling up on Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, along with Mishin of the OC. They're over there like playing on their phone. And I don't know, not caring that they don't have a match or anything to do on the show. And AJ Styles just slapped the phone out of their hand, saying that they're not taking things seriously, basically trying to get them to focus because he has the big match against Jimmy Uso. And Dutch Red Tell is back, ladies and gentlemen. He is back. Hey, when I was gone, 
CM Punk called me. Oh, and he says, no, he said, listen, guys, y'all need to keep that stuff a little more quiet because, of course, I manufactured all this. Oh, and, and Rick is back. Hi. Rick, we were just talking. Yeah, I said that back on time. while I was out, CM Punk called me oh. and told me, he says, you guys might need to keep all that stuff quiet a little bit because I spent a lot of time putting it together and you guys are about ready to expose it. So, but that's our job. We got to tell it as we well, see like it. it and that's, yeah. that's, yep, that's it. Because you get the truth here. You don't get a bunch of bullshit uh, unless we give it to you. So, which, which I've never done, by the way, I just, I just want that to be put out there for general consumption. Right. Uh, so what we are talking about? Me. I was going to say, where did we leave off here? Did we did we move forward? I, at all? I moved on. I moved on from the women's segment and was talking about all the backstage stuff leading to the main event with uh, Jimmy Uso and okay. AJ Styles. Uh, him beating him up backstage after Paul Heyman provoked AJ, and then AJ Styles pulling up on the OC and basically telling him to take things more seriously and saying he's going to take care of things tonight against Jimmy Uso himself, and he wants them to stay in the back. Even though they could have came out at the end when he got jumped by Judgment Day, I'm just saying. Yeah. All right, so Dutch, what what is your take? I'm glad on- they I'm glad they didn't come out because now I got to watch that group back in the ring. Oh, I don't. I, what do they call the OG or what do they call them? OC. What's their name? OC. OC or what? That team does nothing. I mean, I think they would hurt the team they're working with. But anyway, but so they're mad at, mad at uh, AJ, so they don't come. Or he's mad at them, so do it yourself. I thought it was fine. So what is your, what is your take on the evolution of Jimmy Uso here, who for – well, Everything. I'm kind of, I'm like, I'm like Sid on this. I'm kind of lost in it. I don't know what they're trying to do, but it is, it's, it's thought provoking, but I don't know how much thinking wrestling fans really like to do. They like to be kind of slapped in the face with it and yeah. waiting for it. But I don't know what we're waiting for is so, what I'm saying. So, Plus Roman hadn't have been around. So we don't even know what Roman thinks. So here's my, here's what I'm reading into this. Oh God, here we go. I, I think it's pretty oh. simple from, from what I'm reading into it, right? Let so me. Jimmy did all of this stuff with his brother because he thought eventually Jay would come <laughs> with him. So Jay did not come with him. Jay decided, screw this, I'm out, I quit. So Jay quits and now Jimmy's like, all right, well, I guess I'm on my own. And then last week, he's getting punked out by AJ Styles. He's getting punked out by Solo Sokoa. He's getting punked out by everybody else. And he's getting his ass whooped at every beck and turn. And he has no backup whatsoever. Nothing. He's a 17-year-old kid who said, F you, dad, I'm out. And then realized the real world sucks and went back home to daddy. That's where I think Jimmy Uso is at right now. He regrets the decisions that he has made. And now he's trying to get back into the bloodline where he is comfortable because Jay Uso left because of what he did and went on his own on Monday Night Raw. So I think Jimmy, after one night, was like, screw this. I, I ain't want no, I want I want back in. Like, hey, that's why I'm showing up with the shirt. Everything is great. We the ones. You never said I was out. So that means I'm in. And Paul Heyman's like, Yeah, but nah. You are, but but nah. But like, you're not. Yeah. We got yeah. some issues here. That's not what in. I'm reading into the situation. That's what I read. 
Now, I think WWE, if that's what they're trying to tell, this story, they, they could be a little bit more upfront with it, but like it is left widely to open into interpretation, but, and a lot of people are confused. Well, but you got to have Roman there to tell that story. See, because they're just talking in the background around Roman. He needs to show up and lay down what's, what's going on. Then people will kind of get it. I hope. Okay. They're talking into a void, basically, at that point. It's just like it's nothing, nothing is changing. I heard that reasoning that Rick Kirk said. I also heard the reasoning that the that, that Jimmy is playing is playing a mole. He's trying to get in the bloodline to save his brother solo. And I was like, well, that doesn't work because you know, is I, I watched a show called Power Force over on Stars. And one of the characters is basically going along with their father's business because, and then he has a scene where he's talking to a grave of his deceased girlfriend and he says the plan that, oh, I'm just playing, I'm playing my dad to, 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 to basically get, uh, to destroy him from within basically. And, but you can't have that type of segment in wrestling. That's no. the problem here. That's yeah, the problem exactly. here. And yes, wrestling fans need things to be said right in front of their heads. You can't, you are putting things together that'll probably not be connected. So you're wasting your time. And you're wasting, we're, we're all wasting our time here. They are basically made a mistake, which they can't come back from, but they have to figure out a way to come back from because Roman has to get to WrestleMania. And we have to connect this with Cody Rhodes and hope that Cody Rhodes is still as hot as he was in April. Like, this is a lot that they're trying to do. And now they're trying to hold off on Jimmy and Jay by separating them because they don't want them to fight. But they've already fought. They've already hit each other. So you've done, you've already done, broke this whole storyline to begin with. It all doesn't make sense. We can all try. We can all be apologists. But what if they did once? But they made what a if, mistake. Yeah, but what if they did one TV and all of a sudden, I don't know what they're going to do now, and they brought it all together? We would they all say, can. I'm yeah, not saying they well, can. they can, but they can. Well, I don't know if they can or not. I mean, that's I a big can. look that you, you have the tie with Cody, right? I think Cody has worked his way back into the realm of the island of relevancy because he was the one who did his political ties to separate Jay Uso and get him over on Monday Night Raw. So Cody has already now inserted himself back into bloodline business, which you know Roman Reigns is not going to appreciate. He ain't going to like it. So there's Cody's road back to the island of relevancy whenever Roman Reigns comes in, which is what I think Cody's ulterior motives were. He ain't cashing in his political chips just to be a good guy and right a wrong that, you know, Jay Uso hey, quit CWE. Hell what, no. What a, what a spot for CM Punk. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get him in there. We're going to get him in there somewhere. They're going to do all this shit to bring in, to set up Cody Rhodes win at WrestleMania 40. And, yeah. then, and then Endeavor's yeah. going to hire CM Punk and be like, nah, they oh, want yeah. to yeah. this guy. Yeah. Kick cool. him out. We got, we're paying Punk too much money. We got to use him. Get Stick him, him in there. Just, just fuck us, okay? That's great. Cool. Awesome. There, here's, here's six months of work down the fucking drain. I, I, I will give them credit because they did a good job of setting up potential next challengers for Roman Reigns on this episode. Yes, Whether it's did. AJ Styles further involved with the bloodline. Well, no, not Gunther. Not tonight. Uh, whether it's, oh, okay. it's Helen, 
LA Knight with that backstage segment with Paul Heyman. We see where they're going. That's good. That. that was good. Yeah, that was really good. That was one of the better parts of the entire show. So, yeah, I think that they did a good job of setting up potential challengers. But have they fixed this whole bloodline centerpiece story? Not so much. It no. feels like it feels like we're no. in the times of when basically they had they were dragging the whole Paul Heyman in the middle of Brock and Roman. It feels sure. like we reverted yeah. back to there now. Yeah, it's like everything has exploded and we're still waiting for things to like settle and start to reform. And I think Roman coming back will be a, a, a nice piece to that. But they have to come up with some kind of way like, look. All you need is one Paul Heyman promo, one Paul Heyman backstage segment where he stops giving Jimmy the business, right? Just stops giving him, stops putting on the act and says, look, we know what you're actually trying to do. And then tell us what he's actually trying to do. And let's be real about what's going on here. That's it. That's all you have to do. And I hope they do that next week because Paul, you, you have Paul Heyman be the narrator of the story and tell us what the hell is going on. Because you, you're right, SP3, you can't shoot some backstage segment where Jimmy is not in front of a camera and he's on a cell phone talking to somebody saying what he's going to be doing. Hell, they have already booked themselves into a corner with that because in this very bloodline segment, we had something where it was like, hey, do you ever watch the show? Like some kind of a backstage, like between right. Sammy and Jay Uso, right? It was Sammy and Jay talking backstage and he was like, maybe you should watch the show. Paul Heyman to Jimmy. So Jimmy can't sit here and do some secret camera thing. They already cut that out. <laughs> you have to have Paul Heyman be the guy who's the narrator of the story and just tell Jay, Jimmy straight up what the hell he's doing so we know what the hell he's doing. But at least we can admit, at least now we have things to talk about. Oh, sure. About a year ago, we were digging for things to talk Longer about. Longer than a year ago. Now Longer they get, yeah. Yep, we were pondering. Oh, this is this, and this is. That. We but were now, just begging for a it, different it, match for crying yeah, out loud. That's it. But also, but also, Dutch, we also have to remember, like three, four months ago, we were raving about this bloodline storyline. Now we're not so much. We also well, got to also look at it at this. A year ago, a year ago, we didn't have much life. to talk about. Before we, it was really good, and now it's like. Uh... Now, are we still in the third, or are we in a rain delay right now? Like, what's 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 going on? What inning are we in? I, I think it's. I, think I would it's say bottom of the third. I'm gonna say we're gonna rain delay it, and we're gonna replay it. Stop it. We're gonna postpone it. We got to start the game over. Is basically what Dutch is saying. Let's talk about Mr. Los Angeles night, shall we? He comes down to cut a promo tonight, and we're at an hour. Yeah, I know. Dude, bro, rips The Miz and Kevin Nash tonight in one fell swoop. Uh, a callback to Nash's promo to Eric Bischoff back in the day when he incorrectly referred to the word play as an adjective. He said, if I was a, a complete moron, I would call, I would say adjective, but I'm not. It's a verb. So let's focus on the verb of the word play here. I didn't come to play. Calling back to the Miz. So for those of you who don't, don't understand why he would be doing that, Kevin Nash has been very critical of L.A. Knight, calling him very generic, saying there's nothing original about him uh, on his podcast. Now, why, would he, why would he say that? What? I mean, he's, a lot, he's entitled to his opinion. Oh, he, well, I, I didn't say he wasn't, but why would he say that? 
Everybody says I mean, that about LA. Like a lot of people say LA Knight is very similar to The Rock, or he's very similar to Stone Cold. Maybe. He's very similar to Macho Man Randy Savage. Here's what LA Knight is. I don't LA think Knight he's at, at all like Savage. But I will agree with, with uh Stone Cold and Rock a little bit. Yeah, look, he just has this he's the walking embodiment. Yeah, he's the walking embodiment of late 1980s to mid 1990s professional wrestling like he just has that old school feel to him and that's not a bad thing he just there's a lot of little bits and pieces about who he is and hit this character and this over the topness of his promos that remind you of different people from back in the day and that's where i think people get like oh he's a total and complete ripoff and even the miz kind of picked at that apart when they were doing their promos back and forth but who gives a crap? The man is selling merch everywhere. He's over as hell. He's getting the loudest pop. His, his cheers are only rivaled by Dominic Mysterio's booze at this point. Like, that's where the man is right now. And they are, it's, it's earned him a new contract, reportedly, Let's that's getting finalized here. They're giving him a new deal uh, a year or two before his current one is getting ready to expire. This is the guy who this time last year, Dutch, was too old at age 40, and they're like, nah, maybe we'll make you, you know, man, the manager of some male models. <laughs> My God, how a year can change some shit. Well, we called that right. I called it dead on arrival because they were, he wasn't. And you talk about Cody Rhodes' hard time story. That's really L.A. Night's story. Because he hung around and hung around and hung around and went to all these different places, went to NXT and he went to Impact. But he had to wait till somebody gave him the chance. And then they brought him out and beat the living shit out of him for the first two months. And look at him now. Because he's got something and there's no way you can physically explain it other than he just connects with that crowd. And if he connects, then there's money there. And, and I, I'm glad for him. I, I'm glad for him. I really am. Yeah. And SP3. Let me talk at you. Yeah. And SP, look, man, the guy's great with audience participation. Like that, that's yeah. one of the first big things. Simple catchphrase that people can say, my God, man. Like you, everywhere you go, you hear people saying, yeah. Like I was hearing it in the United Center. In Chicago, ahead of an AEW show, we had LA Knight and CM Punk chants. That one was going on after the doors opened. Like, that's where this guy is right now. Um, and SP3 tonight, I thought he had a good promo exchange with Grayson Waller and Austin Theory, who interrupted him as he was getting ready to accept the Miz's challenge for a rematch. Uh, I like the fact that he said, look, I didn't ask for John Cena's endorsement. I don't need John Cena's endorsement. If you want to be the cockroach that hangs around and you want me to squash you one more time, that's fine. We can do that. He gets it a, into it a, a tiff with Miz and Theory, sets up a match with Austin Theory, and he gets his win back. He lost to Theory with the United States title on the line. And tonight, he learned from his mistakes. He did not let Grayson Waller be the it factor that distracted him from this win tonight. Austin Theory was too worried about trying to hit him into the turnbuckle, and L.A. was like, all right, fine, I don't need that. I got freaking blunt force trauma out of nowhere. Your ass is done. L.A. Knight gets the win tonight. And I liked Grayson Waller in commentary as well. 
Yeah, I think they did a excellent job of further presenting LA Knight as a top babyface. Like they did that on the whole Bray Wyatt tribute show with him having that final pro bowl and yes. being in the main event. And they did that here again with him kind of having the centerpiece promo. Now we're getting used to this kind of being his thing. He comes out for a promo. He then has a match and he gets the win. That's what, yeah. that's how you put someone over. And he's been interacting with bigger stars, whether it's John Cena, whether it's Paul Heyman, we've been yeah, you've been seeing him be viewed by the fans. He's being viewed by the fans as well as the people in the back, it seems, on a higher position than he was before. And just the way he kind of just eviscerated uh, Austin Theory and Grayson Waller, who A-Town Down Under is some brilliant name play. And also, they have serious Miz and Morrison vibes to them. They are, yeah. they, they, they come off like Miz and Morrison of like the 2008-2009 era of uh, WWE. So I think that those two together can be something if they want to play with that. And, you know, Grayson Waller, I think, is a guy that can be a top heel in, in the WWE. Austin Theory, he just needs to find something new to do. But I think this is a great thing for him to do after losing the U.S. championship. So I was happy with everybody involved in these, sec in these two yeah. segments. I think this is a nice pivot for Theory. Like, they were clearly working with him in Pretty Deadly, which it was nice to see them tonight, although, albeit briefly, we don't tend to see WWE talent if they're hurt. So it's nice to see them involved in the show. Nice to see Dakota Kai uh, week in and week out. Um, but, yeah, this is a nice pivot, Dutch, for, for Theory, who was kind of stuck in a rut with the United States Championship. I think he and Waller work great together. I think A-Town down under is a tag team that could work and could get some serious heat if they win the tag team titles if and when that that comes along but uh that that might be the street profits here soon but anyway regardless uh i i like those two together i think this is a good development for austin theory what he said i couldn't say it any better you said everything i wanted to say and i agree with you a hundred percent so well, let's talk about the LA night backstage then, by the way, because he, he got hey, this show is easy to do. I just got to agree with you. Yeah. What yeah. he said. Oh, it's great. That's I it. love That's it. it. Oh, just, it just, it just makes me feel good that, you know, you, you agree with my words, Dutch, that it, it, it really makes me feel good. So we do get a backstage segment <laughs> tonight where Paul Heyman, by the way, is back there talking with, with Adam Pierce. And he's trying to figure out who the trade compensation is going to be. So they're, they're going to drag this out for a while because somebody's coming over to, to SmackDown for Jey Uso. CM Punk. Oh, he I can't come over. I think it's going to end up being Kevin Owens based off of what we heard on Monday Night Raw. But that's that's just me. And actually, I believe it was Sid who put that idea in my head. So I got to give him credit because the man is smart and is good at what he does. But we get LA Knight who comes in. He interrupts. He basically like goes right up to Pierce. It pretty much ignores Paul Heyman and says, look, I want Miz next week. Make it happen. And he's like, sure, you got it. And then they kind of cross eyes for a second there, Dutch. And and mm -hmm. Heyman does his little shtick where he, you know, he's going to kiss your ass a little bit. And he's like, hey, you know, this is the first time I've ever uh, really introduced you. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big admirer of what you do now respect the hell out of me and next time you come into this locker room when you know that i'm here you knock on the damn door we we clear on that and then he just gets right up in his face and says yeah <laughs> that that's that good 
they 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 that, gave us they gave us a just... little speed with with Heyman making fun of him a few weeks ago, calling him a flash in the pan, and now all of a sudden we got a sprout. Like L.A. Knight and Roman Reigns has is happening at some point. I love this. I love this. Yep, I think they got a lot of. <clears throat> they have just increased uh, Roman Reigns's uh, his opponents. I mean, a lot in the last two weeks. Because I'm I'm a big fan of Gunther, but that that's much much later. And, you know, they got Corey sitting in the wings now, uh, L.A. Knight. So he's got a lot of opponents. They got at least six months of opponents right there that they didn't have a year and a half ago. Hell, they didn't have anybody but Drew McIntyre, and that was it. Hell, they didn't, so, have, it, they didn't it, have any after he beat Cody Rhodes, and they, they developed the Jey Uso one, and now it's like, okay, now they don't have anybody. Well, now they got a few people, and we haven't even yeah. seen Roman on television yet, which is SP3 where Paul Heyman is so valuable because yeah. Paul Heyman can set up Roman Reigns rivalries without Reigns even being there. Yeah, it's they did it so many times, and it's also the other members of the bloodline. Because if you remember, even back in the the pandemic era during the Thunderdome, a lot of weeks it would just be <laughs> Jey Uso, Jey Uso on his own, on his own fighting like guys like Brian Danielson or your Kevin Owens or your Cesaro's, whoever whoever Roman Reigns was feuding with at the time. So I think that's what we're gonna go back to for the time being. And and LA Knight has not even kind of. Sn- if that part of the of the main event scene or the roster in WWE. So it is going to be nice, a nice change of play, pace. I think that he's the guy that they probably positioned to get the Royal Rumble match. So this is why I love the fact that we're building to that right now. Yeah. Uh, and one guy hey, who has been char- there. Who was in charge? Who was in charge of creative before Paul Heyman took it over? I mean, uh, uh, Triple H took it over. It's a who was Who was... Uh, who was ahead of it? Vince? Vince. Yeah, yeah Vince. The better part Vince of four with, years. With, with Bruce Pritchard as his number two, as his director of whatever. Number two. I, I will give oh. WWE credit. I think this is the most since like the year 2000, the most over group of baby faces they have had at one time. As far as mm-hmm. like Cody, who's ridiculously over, LA Knight, uh Seth Rollins you got a, you got like a whole bunch of people that are like really really over baby faces Sammy Zayn Kevin Owens like they kind of it's it's kind of crazy that WWE has done that and then you have a lot of over uh heels like the Judgment Day and Dominic Mysterio so yeah I think they're doing a good job as far as that yeah and yep, they are I mean, honestly it would not take I guarantee you it would not take much to get AJ Styles heated up and right back on that same level and that's where I love that now he's getting involved with Jimmy and he's getting spiked by Solo at the end of the night and his inclusion in all of this because I've been sitting here waiting for how long for them to do something of substance with AJ Styles and the entire collective of the OC for that matter. So at least involving them in AJ's storyline, like Jesus, they're doing something. AJ Styles has been back from that broken ankle for what, six months now at this point, it seems like, and they've done nothing. Hell, they've done nothing with him since he put over Omos, like competed for the IC title a couple times, maybe if memory serves correct, if my timeline is right, but they put together the OC 
They don't do much. He breaks his ankle. He's out for a while. They bring him back. Hey, OC's back on TV. And then, yeah, they're just going to do nothing with AJ Styles. He had a feud with Karrion Cross. Yeah, he had a feud with Karrion Cross. That was it. That's pretty much all he's done. That was a good one. Please, fire up AJ Styles. I'm still remembering that one between AJ and Cross. So Riveting television. Riveting, it was. We got to talk about Judgment Day before we uh, before we wrap up here. Please. They got they got a lot of time on this show. They they cut a promo tonight. They end up getting in a match with the Brawling Brutes. It goes two segments. It lasts a long ass time. They end up getting the win. Dominic Mysterio plays his part in that. Uh, Dom again. The that boy tried to cut a promo tonight. I heard Rhea. And I heard India, and I did not hear another word that that man said. Nothing. Like they got to start putting subtitles when he starts cutting promos. It's like it, it's the dirty they added to his name. Yeah, that's exactly. That's, what it that's is. what it is. People, people are so pissed for you, Dutch, that you know that they 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 just they're just constantly booing him at this point. But <laughs> after the match happened, guys, is when the really interesting stuff happened with the judgment day tonight because during their promo they're talking about how the bloodline is crumbling and they're not you know judgment day's time they're taking over we got all the gold we did something the bloodline couldn't do we beat ko and sammy this that and the other thing and then afterwards after they beat the brawling brutes then we get lashley and the street profits that come down to the ring for a standoff now This is interesting, and it's kind of odd, because internally, according to reports, that group collectively is listed as heels. So they have a heel trio standing toe-to-toe with a heel trio. That does not make sense on paper. Where WWE lucks out, though, SP3, is ain't nobody booing Lashley, Montez, and Dawkins right now. So they're fine. I'm cool with this. It's dumb on paper but it's going to end up working out in their favor. Oh, it'll work. That's a great matchup. That really is because it just, you can look at it and tell them that works. And I think it's, it's great for both teams. Yeah. It makes a world of sense to me. It's kind of like when they put the brawling brutes against Imperium, like you didn't think you didn't think that worked too well because at the time brawling brutes were heels and, that got them over ridiculously as baby faces. So yeah. I think it's going to do the same thing for Bobby Lashley and the street profits going at it with the judgment day. I thought the focus on the judgment day was good. Although the promo, like you said, you know, Dominic Mysterio, great heat as always much like his, his promo that I didn't hear. I didn't even get much from what Riffin and Damien said, because they basically just said, Oh, we won. We're the champions. Judgment yeah. Day running what they always say. Like it yeah. wasn't they didn't add anything to the proceedings. And then and then Ridge Holland had to had to dominate much of the talking time for the Brawling Brutes. That wasn't much good, much good. And that came right after Austin Theory lost the car, lost the crowd talking. So it was just a th- a series of bad promos where I was just like, yeah, I kind of lost the crowd here. The crowd was really into the <laughs> booing Dominic stuff. Yeah, do you shout up? Oh yeah, you killed a lot of it. A lot of it killed the crowd. Stupid. A lot of it comes down to the dialogue. The dialogue is just bad. Like I, and that's my biggest issue with the Judgment Day is they, they make Damian Priest cut the same, freaking promo every Monday, and now apparently he's gonna cut the same promo every Monday and Friday. 
You know when Damian Priest is awesome? When he's backstage cutting it up with Rhea Ripley and he just starts goes off the rails where he, he doesn't have to be this character that he's playing anymore, which at times he's playing with the judge. He's playing a character with the rest of the Judgment Day, like, oh, I got to get along with Finn. And then, no, he just starts rambling off in Spanish. He's like, I'm tired of this bullshit with Finn, and he starts going off and this, that, and the other. When, that, when Damian is just allowed to be himself, he's great. Just let him be himself. Don't give him this all rise for the judgment day and we're the best and we're taking over. You've said that same thing for eight weeks in a row. Can we give this man some new lines, please? Or just give him an open mind. It's been a year, Rick. It's not even been eight, eight weeks in a row. It's been a year of the same thing they saying. So we need the, to give them something they can seek their teeth into as far as a storyline because they really haven't had much of a storyline since Edge, like as far as with yeah. somebody else. It's all been about the decession, dissension within the Judgment Day more than it's been about them feuding with Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, all yeah. these people they face every week. They have not had a real story with. It's no. been more about the story with themselves than a story with but anybody they get, else. But they got 51 w more weeks this year to get them something. You know, wrestling fans no, they, are they only got a few more weeks of this year. Only well, three more 50, months of this year. He, he's it's, talking about the fiscal 50, year. 50, the 52 weeks in a year. But wrestling fans are spoiled anyway. Uh, they're not doing anything with them. And, they, and then they do something with them. And then it's a successful run. And now, oh, like the bloodline. Oh, it's over now. I don't know what they're going to do now till they come up with the next thing. We was we said this about six weeks ago about the bloodline because I was confused where they're going to go. And they have slid off that cliff a little bit. Let's see if they can bring it back. Yep. But Roman, Roman has to show up to get this story back on track. Well, and here's another wrinkle. Uh, that we haven't dove into at great length is after the main event tonight when AJ Styles takes out Solo, backs off Heyman, hits the phenomenal forearm, and beats Jimmy to win the main event, Judgment Day comes down and attacks AJ Styles and offers him up as a sacrifice to Solo Sokoa so he can hit the Samoan spike. And I'm sitting here and I'm going, y'all just said the bloodline was crumbling and you guys are taking over and this, that, and now you're helping the bloodline. And somebody said it earlier in the chat, and it makes me wonder, is it they're helping the bloodline or do they want Solo Sokoa? That's my question. Somebody that said is, it in the chat earlier. I'll try to find it here. pretty damn good. I didn't get that, by the way, because I don't ever, I never watched it. I never watched <laughs> the end. I never watched the end of the show, so. Question. We have a, we have a delay here. No, no. I I I was just saying. I I didn't get that. I, I think it was more they were trying to get on the good graces of the bloodline. Like like the commentary said. I think I like I said. We need with WWE. I think that we need to just stop trying to connect our own dots and just go by the dots that they give us. And what they gave us was this is well, the judgment been... day trying to get in the good graces of the bloodline. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to tell Rick the whole time, but he don't listen. No, we're gonna do it. We gotta, we gotta figure that it out. That is a good idea, though. Good idea. That is, I, 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 but it makes you think. I'm if you're a team and you're, you're saying, talking about this this force that's crumbling, and you want to take over, 
crumble them further. The the, the most loyal member of the bloodline yeah, since maybe the elder sent him in has been Solo. He has never, outside of a couple of times where he's looked at Roman Reigns in his matches, where Reigns is starting to crack, and he looks at him like, you mother effer, like, come on, get your shit together. Like, other than a couple of those times, he's never wavered. He has never wavered, and his loyalty has never been tested. He has chosen the bloodline over his own damn brothers, over and over and over again, he's chosen Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. So if you can separate him, you kill, you kill the bloodline by separating Solo Sokoa from them. So I could see where that would be them going for the jugular. I could see that story developing. Do I give WWE creative enough credit to, to do that? And I think that's the direction they're going. No, but I like the idea. It seems like we're setting up for war for war games, like Iron uh, Med said in the chat. It seems like we're setting up for Bloodline versus the Judgment Day. That the Judgment Day is going to bring this family back together uh, because they're recruiting now. They're re if 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 this is true, with the idea that that was suggested in the chat that Judgment Day is after Solo, that means they're after two members of the Bloodline because you had Dominic Mysterio try to recruit Jey Uso on Raw. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Very astute observation. All right. That was last week. That was last week. That was Monday. That was this past Monday. Yeah. Oh, in Raw. Okay. I never watch Raw. We know it confused. It, it can see another smart ass remark from Rick. Rick, I'm writing all this. I'm writing all this down. I'm, Look, I'm documenting okay. this. You can accuse me of being an ass, but smart, no. Okay, so I I can't, you know. <laughs> Uh, Sid, what you got going on at True Hill Heat this week? Uh, check out the True Hill Heat flagship podcast tomorrow, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. It will be myself, Miss Chrissy Love, and Jeremy Lambert of Fightful. He'll be joining us as we discuss CM Punk being fired, his possible jumping over to WWE. We'll break all that down as well as AEW All Out, WWE Payback, and the week that was from professional wrestling. So check us out. That's what you got going on. Nothing. I just do this. I just do this podcast with you guys. That's basically it. Now you can contact me, Dirty Dutch Mantel, at with two L's at gmail.com. And uh, you can check me out, Storytime with Dutch on YouTube. I'm proud to say we got 91,000 subscribers now. I'm trying to get 100. So go over there and subscribe and uh, see where it leads you. I think you'll enjoy it. And, and Rick, let me ask you, what do you got going on? Nothing. I'm going to try to chill this weekend. I had a busy weekend. I drove, nothing, nothing. A, I drove a thousand fifty plus miles last weekend from Cincinnati to Pittsburgh to Chicago, back home to Cincinnati in three days to go to those two shows, wrote a big blog about it up on cagesideseats.com. If you want to check that out, by the way, it's also my pinned tweet. You can follow me there or on the X, I guess. Uh, at Rick Uchino, like it's spelled on the screen. Please follow me there. Uh, also, make sure to check out my YouTube channel. Uh, link is in the bio on Twitter. You can check that out as well. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers. So, Dutch, if you want to send like uh, just a thousand, of I will. I will over to our YouTube channel that I do with SP3. I would really appreciate that. Because send me send me a link and I'll put it up. Oh, you're the man. I'll do it. You're gonna get five hundred, five hundred or a thousand from that anyway. I would get. Please. What, what is Sid? What is Sid doing? He's on the X. Oh, I see. That's what he is. <laughs> He's literally on the that X. That is actually, that's, that's a great X, Sid. 
I don't think I've seen one better. All right, guys. Yep. Appreciate it. We'll see you next week at what time? 10.05? 10.05 after SmackDown. Take and your show comes on at 11.05, right, Sid? 11.05 a.m. Eastern time.